Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Welcome, uh, Kathy and Dave and Melissa Dunkel. Uh, today is guest day, and so we're really excited to have our guest, uh, Dave. Dave and I have been uh, great, really great uh, friends, good friends, great best friends since uh, mm-hmm. almost, what, 12, 13 years now, right? Maybe longer? Um, probably longer than you would like it to be. That's right. Um, <laughs> since you once said that you'd never take yeah. another call from yeah. the 813 area yeah, don't- code. Don't take calls from area code eight one three. We'll we'll have another session on that, Dave, on that uh, uh, time of, of your life, and that was fun. Uh, but uh, Dave's the CEO of uh, K Force, which is uh, a billion dollar plus public publicly traded company, and uh, lives in Tampa, Florida, with his wife Melissa. Uh, they're leaders in Living Water, so they uh, give it away uh, and share the truth with others, as uh, we've talked about abiding in the Holy Spirit and. Uh, you know, so we're really excited uh, to have you there. And so maybe you could start with each of you share a little bit about how each of you came to know Jesus uh, in your in your walk with God through your life. How did, how did you come to know Christ? Would you like to go first, honey, or would you like me to go first? You go for it. Okay. <laughs> well, I like to say I was born and raised Catholic, but I now know that you're not born to be Catholic, even though the Pope would like you to believe that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was uh, raised Catholic um, with a very devout uh, father and uh, was actually an altar boy. And there is evidence of that. We have pictures of me and my, uh, my altar boy outfit. Um, and so was raised. So Dave, so Dave, uh, one, one thing, Dave, um, how effective were you as an altar boy? Well, uh, (laughs) things were going really well until, um, we, uh, opened up the new church. Yeah. And, um, it was a high mass and, um, I was the only altar boy that night and the high mass meant that, uh, that you used incense. And so my dad was in the front row. And um, I was kneeling on the new carpet in the beautiful new church, and I was getting a little bored. So I started rolling the incense around, oh, no. kind of playing with it, and it fell over. <laughs> and the incense fell out of the urn and lands on the carpet and starts burning. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out how to pick this thing up with my hand. And the priest turns around, looks because he smells the carpet burning. <laughs> It was so funny. I went in the back, got a spoon, picked it up, <clears throat> put it back in the urn, turned around, and I'm looking, and my father's sitting in the front row like this. <clears throat> it was so funny. And uh, needless to say, the ride home um, was a little bit more uh, strained than it might have been otherwise, um, because I was a bit of an embarrassment to him. But uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It was one of the one of the funny times uh, of being an altar boy. But the cool thing was that um, even as a Catholic, um, I really did know a lot about God um, and had a belief in God. Yep. Um, and even as a young child, I knew uh, that God was real. What I didn't know 
um, was that God wanted a relationship. And mm -hmm. it wasn't until years later um, when it was probably in my early 20s that I started to pursue that and decided that I was going to do something really interesting. I was going to read a King James Bible <laughs> from start to finish. Um, I was assigned to the city of Austin audit and I was going to spend six months riding back and forth from the suburbs to downtown on a bus. Yeah. Hmm. So I started reading the King James Bible. I don't have to tell you what happened when I got to Leviticus. I dozed off a few times. And then um, um, when I finally got all the way to the end and I got to Revelation, I knew that I knew that I knew that it was true. Mm. And I said, this is true. I believe this. And so that kind of started me on a journey of trying to learn more and more. And uh, I had a young uh, staff accountant that worked for me at PwC, who was a young Baptist who uh, witnessed to me as well. Um, but I didn't really learn about surrender until mm -hmm. um, probably when I went to a Promise Keepers event and then uh, joined C12 back in the, the mid-90s. Um, and that was, uh, it was a big transformation for me mm -hmm. because I went from believing in God to having a relationship with God to surrendering my life to God. Mm. And to really be in a, in a true relationship with Christ and it was at that point that things really started to change for me. And um, I started experiencing uh, uh, supernatural things in my life. Uh, this was very, during a very difficult time as well. And uh, we were taking the company public. We were having uh, significant personal issues. But um, my faith walk really was, um, uh, let's put it this way, they would have to add another chapter to the prodigal son um, <laughs> to, uh, to really address my faith walk. Um, but praise God, he never gave up mm -hmm. on me. And um, my walk over the last 15 to 20 years has been just fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, you could, you could share, uh, by the way, uh, we've, Kathy and I have talked a lot about uh, the beautiful uh, love of God. Mm -hmm. That whenever, whenever his children say, you know, whoops, uh, I'd like to come back and, and uh, re-engage with you. He just says, hey, welcome back. Uh, let's, yeah. cel let's celebrate, you know. So uh, I, know, I know that's happened in your life as well. Yeah, Melissa, yeah. tell us about your, your life. Well, so I guess like Dave, I was raised Catholic. And, you know, you always kind of have that, you know, respect, reverence for God and the church and Jesus and all of that. But you know, he didn't really become a huge part of my life until, you know, Jesus brought the rain a few times. Um, you know, back 30 years ago, my daughter was diagnosed with cancer. And, mm. you know, as they say, I just grew much closer to him in the valley, made promises that, you know, I'm still trying to keep. And, <laughs> um, you, you know, and then, of course, you know, life goes on and, you know, kind of lighten up a little bit. And, but, but through my whole adult life since then, you know, God has directed my steps and it's so easy to see now when I look back the people he brought in my life and the way that, you know, they sort of led me down this path. And I guess it was probably 10 years ago, I was actually engaged to just really the love of my life. This amazing man who's Christian and just, just perfect. And um, he died and, you know, that in itself, I like to just say, you know, God like got out a two by four and he said, Hey, you know, I'm here. And I was in the valley and 
while I was in the valley, so many things happened that were so real that I have no doubt that it was God's hands like all around me. I remember walking through Publix here and feelings like if I went and bought a lotto ticket, I would probably win, which is a really random thing to say when you're so um, in such a dark place, but you feel the hand of God all over you. And, and even so much that, um, that I had a couple interactions with some very dark things that, um, you know, one night, literally there was this dark force over my bed and I just grabbed this cross and started to pray. And like, I feel like the devil did not like what was happening and that, Mm. you know, God was just there. He was present and my life just changed forever after that. It actually began my journey to Dave, which, you know, the details of the story are just incredible, but uh, (laughs) that's kind of the really short version. Yeah. That's great. That's beautiful. Oh, maybe you guys could share about that. How, how, uh, Tell us about how you met and uh, what led you guys to get married. I think you've been, uh, you're in your second year of marriage, right? Yeah, it's, um, it's, we're in a year and a half um, of uh, getting married. It was uh, January 11th, 2020. It was a pre-pandemic wedding. Wow. Um, so God actually <laughs> um, had us prepared for the pandemic because to have not been married being the mm. pandemic would have been a real problem um, because I would have been, sitting here by myself and Melissa would have been home. So we would have figured out a way. We would have even gone to a service with a mask on to get married during that time. But so we um, uh, went through, I went through a horrific divorce back in the late uh, 2000s um, and uh, was basically of the opinion that I was going to spend the rest of my life single. And, you know, Rich, you walked that out with me. And um, I really had a great life, was um, uh, doing a lot of ministry and my walk with the Lord just got deeper and deeper and um, just had a really a great life. And um, he led me to, uh, to the home that we're living in today um, through a series of events. Uh, I was at a C12 meeting and one of the people said to me, um, you know, Dave, God wants you to have an abundant life too. Mm-hmm. And you're always giving to everybody else. And, but he wants you to have one. And, and um, I was home and God said to me, he said, son, did you hear that? And, um, and I was kind of like, what? (laughs) I didn't know how to respond to it. And uh, so I was praying and he led me to Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. And um, which is, do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old for behold, I will do a new thing. And now it shall spring forth and will you not know it? I will even do rivers in the desert and roads in the wilderness. And so I, I didn't know what to make of it. And, you know, Rich, you walked out the whole uh, moving to this home and how God gave me a vision of being on the water. And I sent you a list of five houses and you, God said, it's this one. And you said, it's this one. And yeah. I'm in it right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you were, and you were renting, remember you were renting at the time. Yeah. I was renting and was quite content. And so, um, I'm sitting downstairs and I was at the table doing my, uh, devotional quiet time and just praising God for this beautiful home and being on the water. And I look up and there's this six foot heart hanging from a tree. Mm. And I'm like, huh? God says, look up. And, and he said, basically she's coming. And I'm like, huh? Mm. <laughs> what? And you, and you thought it was a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking, well, this, this, um, sometimes it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a or something. Yeah. So, so then, um, 
you know, I was sitting there and I was back in my C12 group and they said, well, you know, you're probably going to meet somebody on your road and your journey and your faith walk. And mm -hmm. they said, have you ever, ever prayed and asked God? And I said, well, I said, I haven't. So I was sitting out on the dock looking out over the water and I decided I was just going to do my wife prayer. And my wife prayer just kind of summary was, Lord, I confess that I've made my own choices in the past and I've made my own mistakes. And um, if you want me to get married again, you're going to have to bring Eve to me this time. I'm not going to go out and do it out of myself. And uh, I'm, I'm happy, but if you want me to get married again, um, then uh, bring her to me, please. But I do confess that I have some certain desires. And <laughs> I would like somebody who is a blonde and attractive and likes dogs and likes to be in the mountains and I didn't have my glasses on and I typed in my my phone or my prayer someone who likes to be in the water and I meant to type on the water and so because I like to go fishing and so forth and um, so that was my wife's prayer and every once in a while I'd pull it out and six months a year nothing really happening and I was quite okay and um, you'll recall when we went to Prague that God showed me, he said, uh, son, you haven't been trusting me at all. He said, mm. you've been closed. And um, he said, you need to trust me and you need to open up. And I'm kind of scared about it. And, you know, I guess really I haven't been trusting you. So I came back and mentioned to our pastor, um, I said, you know, uh, God showed me that I've been closed and that, um, that I really need to be open to it. And she said, okay. And um, well, that also that trip, Dave, uh, you know, it, it was uh, not only open to it, but you you really had God move you to actually I would like to I, I really would enjoy this now because you yeah. were like, well, yeah, whatever. I'm you're surrendered. But God said, eh, you got to you got to now be willing. And uh, are you do you have a heart to do it? And you you really that really flipped for you that, yes, you did have a heart to do that. Yeah, when I got back on the plane and was coming back, I kind of knew it's like, yeah, okay, I'm. I would like to find somebody to um, to share life with and do life with, and be kind of nice if Father, if you could give me the little request list that I got. Over yeah, here. yeah, remember, remember this list I got I have for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we go um, about know, a few weeks after um, um, I had mentioned it to our pastor because I'm on the steering committee and. She said, would you be interested in meeting somebody? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, it's happening. Yeah. And, um, and I said, um, yeah, yeah, I'd be, uh, I'd be happy to do that. And um, so um, she, uh, the pastor then uh, goes, happened to be Melissa, of course, and goes to Melissa's store. And um, what was the comment she said to you? She said, would you like to meet someone? <laughs> and you said? I said, oh, I don't remember. I, you you know, said who? Yeah, who? And, uh, I, th I think she said, uh, when you roll young. You're, you yeah. roll young. You I, asked I, how I old I was or That's something. That's right, yeah. And, said, and she says, he rolls young. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so she was, uh, so Kathy says to me, okay, would you like to meet her? So I said, sure. And, and I was traveling at the time. And I said, so I sent Melissa a, t a text and, you know, so would you be, um, would you be interested in getting together? And she said, sure. And so uh, we arranged on, was it August 18th? Yes. Good oh, boy. Very good. Good um, job, Dave. <laughs> to meet at a Seasons 52. Um, and so I said, okay, great. I have, uh, I play in the praise band, so I'll meet you at noon at season 52. So, um, we sat down and about four hours later, 
in what seemed like 10 minutes. Um, I just sat there and I was like, wow. <laughs> so I looked at Melissa with my great closing line, you know, like, gee, this has been the greatest thing ever. I just looked at her and I said, oh, well, now what? <laughs> and uh, so I was like, I've never really thought that this was going to happen. And I haven't really gone on any dates, second dates. And uh, you'd know, <laughs> like to get together again. <laughs> so uh, long story short, um, I got home and I was going through my little list of things. And um, mm -hmm. as it turned out, uh, God was like, hey, how did I do? Because everything on my list he had, including while we were sitting at lunch, I was sharing with Melissa that I dive. And she said, well, I grew up in the Keys and my dad owned a dive shop. And I'm like, in the water. So God actually found somebody and brought him, brought her to me, somebody who actually is a diver. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's really, you think about all the odds of finding all of the other things and then a diver on top of it. So God's like, Hey, how did I do? <laughs> I love it. I tell you from an outside perspective as, as a friend of Dave, you know, I've, I've only known Melissa for um, a little while now, maybe a year or so, but um, as from an outside perspective, it has been so beautiful to watch because Dave is probably one of the most generous hearted people that um, Rich and I both have the privilege of knowing and to watch him pour in and give to others so often. And then to see God just deliver up on a gold platter, everything that blessed him so perfectly. Um, we have all watched, we, we've all loved being an audience to that and getting to see God just turn that on Dave and really bless him with you, Melissa. So. Oh, well, he's been a blessing to me equally. So, um, but yeah, so my side of the story, I guess, is right <laughs> after, you know, when I was in that really dark place after having lost someone, a really good friend of mine that I'd known for years, he and his wife invited me to go to First Pres, the church that Dave went to. So the reality was we were going to the same church for several years. I sat under the balcony and he sat in the balcony. <laughs> and, you know, had it not been for the pastor, like connecting the dots, finally, we probably never would have met. And um, yeah, so God did pretty good. I'm a bit of a flatlander, though. I'm learning to love the mountains. <laughs> Growing up on an island, there's, you know, one road, it goes north and south, and it's flat. So that's yeah. that's a bit of an adjustment. But, um, you know, it's great. It's wonderful. So, so after you uh, met and spent some time, uh, what, what led you to get married? Well, uh, on the second date, I think we were sitting <laughs> chatting, and he says, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm hosting a marriage retreat in New Hampshire. Would you like to go? I was like, um, let, let me check my calendar, which is code for I need to call my girlfriends and just like see about this, you know. And um, anyway, long story short, I went and um, that that was quite interesting, but it was all good. It was fun. It's a great, you know, laughing point. Yeah, it was the abiding retreat. And yeah. um, and I, so I shared with uh, Rich and our other friend, Tom Ewing, um, I said, well, I met this girl and you know, she seems really nice. And so Rich says, well, invite her to the abiding retreat. I'm like, what? I've been seeing her for like, you know, four weeks. I'm going to invite her to the abiding retreat. He goes, sure. He goes, she can get a chance to uh, sink or swim. To see, yeah. you know, what your life's like <laughs> walk God and uh, learn about abiding. And I said, well, I don't know about that. I better, if Tom says so too, then I'll do it. 
So I'm on the phone with Tom. I said, so let me tell you what Rich said to me. He goes, oh, that'd be a great idea. You should do that. And I'm like, I love it. I was hoping you'd talk me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up uh, going to the retreat. And, you know, as God knew, it was just fantastic. We just had a chance to uh, to spend time together in the Word and, you know, learn about it together. And I got to share it with somebody. And uh, it was so cool, you know, just being up there and, uh um, listening to the crickets down at the garden that became mm-hmm. uh, uh, one of our little places to go. And there was a song that Pat Barrett did called Canvas and Clay. Yeah. That just became our kind of our theme song at that point. And uh, it was very clear that, that this was the person. I mean, God mm-hmm. lined up every single thing on my list. And I'm like, well, I guess um, I guess is the person. So I said to Rich, I said, um, well, how do you know? He says, well, you know, because God said so, and it happens. And I'm like, well, I said, it's not time-driven, huh? He goes, nope. And I said, okay, well, I think this is the one. Wow. <laughs> so, um, I did a couple of trial closes, but she wasn't buying. Yeah, no, what, what, what really closed the deal, he doesn't probably know it is, you know, we're standing there getting ready to start worship, and as you guys know, Dave plays guitar starts playing sweet melissa by the almond brothers i'm like okay i'm in <laughs> all right all right that tom it. coached him on that one but no that was all me was, um, tom uh, ewing is not getting credit for that one. Yeah. Anyway, that was entirely me but yeah you know, we had a uh, one of the couples in the uh, church an elderly couple said to melissa like two sundays ago i'm so glad that you're seeing dave you guys are, st- are just perfect together i'm so glad that you guys are dating and melissa says oh, we're married <laughs> but with COVID, there's just this gap in time and people just don't right. know yeah. we got we got married now we're dating yeah, <laughs> well i just to kind of conclude that part of the story i i can say it's been a year and a half already which is remarkable in and of itself and um it has been better than i ever could have expected you know i so look forward to coming home every day you know because i'm working half in the office and half at home and so to have melissa come home every day i mean just the joy that we have together we laugh we've been through covid together we've been through all kinds of stuff and so as you say rich doing life together has just been fantastic i mean we've been through all kinds of stuff and um and just being able to share and every night when we go to sleep i hold her hand because i can now yes (laughs) and if you think about it really we knew each other what like five months before i mean there was the it could have been a huge disaster but it's just been blessed the whole thing has been blessed and um yeah i love that um even at the foundation you said four weeks in you take her to an abiding retreat but what better place to start a relationship than to hear about what it's like to center it on God and to come to unity. That's, there's no mistake in that. That's beautiful. Yeah, we were sitting together on the couch and her knee touched my knee while we were over there. And I'm like, "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh. And Tom's looking at me going, you got this beautiful blonde girl sitting next to you, dude. You got to wake up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we, we, uh, you know, uh, we get a lot of uh, singles, you know, as as you guys experienced. Mm You know, they're always, particularly today, they tend to over overanalyze it all, yep. uh, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, and they try to determine it, you know, in their first date, you know, is this going to be my, my spouse or not, you know, and what we try to tell them is, you know, when it relax, um, uh, if you enjoyed being together, just keep being together. <laughs> uh, and then uh, you discover that, well, we like the same things like you guys do, obviously, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you learn that, hey, we can process through stuff to un- in unity and there's you know issues how to do that. And then third, which is the most important, is do you have a heart for God? Right. Uh, and if you both have a heart for God, you like the same things and you, you can learn how to walk through unity, God's going to say yes. And like Dave said, uh, you don't have a timeline to it. It's just, oh, okay. Well, we see that, then let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how beautiful it is. So you guys are a great representation of that. Uh, yeah, so it's a reminder that even late in life, that God can do mm-hmm. a supernatural thing. And, you know, it's uh, uh, something that caught me by surprise. I didn't expect it. I kind of thought I was going to finish the race alone, but um, praise God, I'm not. I get to do it with my girl. That's right. <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, so uh, tell us, uh, uh, Dave, you can start this. Um, Tell us about, Kathy and I have been uh, sharing over the last couple of months about abiding, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about the Holy Spirit, but how, how did you uh, understand this uh, and share about your experience with abiding and what, what, it, what it's meant to you uh, in your life? And then the two of you could talk about how you process unity using that uh, understanding of walking together. <clears throat> well, full disclosure to uh, to all those watching, Rich was my discipler for Spiritual Leadership Institute, um, and so uh, um, he concluded after several weeks that I was the slowest pupil that he was ever going to get <laughs> on uh, learning abiding, and so um, I was going through the scriptures and um, just processing and journaling, and uh, Rich each week would say, how you going? How's it going? Uh, I'm not getting it. Well, how's it going? Hmm. I'm not getting it. And I was getting more and more and more frustrated. And and I was reading the word and I was trying to get it. And I was mm-hmm. trying to get it. And it was several months, actually. So that is the evidence that I was the dimwit in the class. But uh, there is hope for the hopeless. And so uh, one day, all of a sudden, the light bulb went off. Mm-hmm. And I realized it wasn't something that I get. It was something that I receive. Yeah. And I receive mm-hmm. out of relationship. And God just kind of broke through my thick skull and uh, showed me that um, it's actually just relax and receive it. It's out of relationship and out of spending time with me and spending time with the word. And so once that happened, um, there was just no turning back. It was just the floodgates opened and uh, the word came alive, even though I, I certainly um, was in the word and I understood the word, the word just came alive in a whole new way. Um, and the spirit uh, just kept taking me deeper and deeper and deeper. And it became almost an insatiable uh, desire for me to keep going. And uh, mm. I mean, I poured through everything that uh, I went through every living waters uh, teaching there was many times over. I went through WAMAC stuff and I was just eating it all up and God was just speaking to me. And, and in that journey, I would say that I, I learned a lot about just um, walking it out and being led by the spirit and uh, building a library of verses, if you will, and letting um, the Lord lead me to what it is that he has to say. And it's an all the time, every day thing for me now. Um, to be sensitive to, uh, to the voice of the spirit in me. And so even though it took me a long time to figure it out, um, if you will, uh, God was endlessly patient. And uh, it was just, a, uh, for me, a hard thing to, understood, to understand. I just needed to receive it. Yeah, and as you were, starti- as you were starting that, um, what, was the, what was the one 
the good thing that you did as you, you know, we said, you know, here's abiding, this is important. Uh, yeah, you, you, you took, a, uh, took a few, you know, a month or two, but there is one good thing that you did. What, what did you do and, and why did you do it? I just stayed with it. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept going <laughs> because I wanted it. Mm -hmm. I wanted it. I could see it and uh, I saw it in other people and I really, really wanted it. And um, I could, I could say, I just knew that there was more yeah. and I needed and wanted more. And thank you for your patience, your endless mm -hmm. patience to, uh, to help me get connected. But boy, once I got connected to the vine, it was life. Yeah, it was life. Uh, now, and, one more question, Kathy, then I asked oh, that again. As you experienced that, and now you had life, you understood life, you understood the relationship and the, and the wonder of that. Have you ever not done that? I can't. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't not do it. Yeah, explain that a little bit for all of us because it's, it's, people have a hard time understanding, well, what do you mean you can't not do it? Well, mm -hmm. that's what happens. So what, what happened to you? How did that, how did that go? Well, it's... Um... It really comes down to a heart level love relationship with God. Yeah. I just can't wait to share with my father. You know, every morning I'm up and I'm journaling and sharing with the father what happened the previous day and praising him for what he showed me and asking him questions and, you know, dealing with issues. And, um, um, you know, it's just um, I get to go sit with my father. And, you know, it's, um, and it's a daddy father. It's not a, the father that I thought he was when I was raised Catholic. It was a daddy father. And he wasn't sitting there like this. He was sitting there like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so once I learned that, and, um, and I know that there are, there's different levels of people and the way that they spend time in the word. But what I learned is that never gets turned off. And Jesus was never separated from his father. And I'm never separated from my father. I have times that I'm spending more time in the word and times that I'm more focused on specific issues, but I'm with them all the time. Yeah. And the father's prompting me all the time, all always with questions, with issues. And did you see that and pointing things out? And it's just an awesome walk with the spirit. And I can't not do it because it's me. Yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah I was going to ask, yeah. Go ahead. I did, because um, you shared a little bit, you know, you shared a lot about your heart and how this has impacted your heart and shared how it has impacted yours and Melissa's life. But when you finally got this, when it when it um, got through to you, when God got through to you on this, how did that impact your business? You know, you've been a successful businessman for a long yeah. time, but I know just from stories that I've heard, it has had a huge impact on your business as well as on your employees and those that you lead and all of that. Can you share a little bit of that as well? Yeah. Um, if you could find my high school yearbook, there would have been an award least likely to succeed and it would have had my picture on it. Um, you know, I was nobody from nowhere and uh, just a, a C student in high school in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. And you know, God knew something else. He knew what he could do with somebody whose heart was wholly his. And um, so as I learned to abide and I learned to ask God for wisdom and I learned to let him lead, um, I found that it actually applies to every aspect of my life. And um, so through all of the challenges that we've had in our business uh, with changes in um, market conditions and 
you know, from 2008 financial crisis and all these things that, um, that God has, has led, given us wisdom um, and actually cares about our business. And probably the most important thing that I learned is that the business is a vehicle to the people. Mm -hmm. And um, while we all make stuff and do stuff, uh, it really comes down to the people that are in the business that God's really concerned about. So um, as a C12 member, um, I brought in corporate chaplains and we have Bible studies going on and um, have uh, just seen a number of people come to Christ. We have daily prayer time now with our people over uh, teams and we've seen supernatural healings and all kinds of stuff and it was just through a simple step of obedience of saying well okay well if the, if this is what you would have me do then i will mm -hmm. do it and i'll bring in um my faith into the market and into our business and god brought people around us and uh it's really been remarkable to see um you know the people that he's brought and the the supernatural stuff that's right. happened Melissa, how's uh, how's your abiding time been? How's how's that been going for you? Oh, admittedly, it's a bit of a work in progress. I've had a lot of change in my life <laughs> in the last couple of years, and um, you know, Dave's a great coach and very patient with me. And so, you know, I think on my own time, on God's time, it'll all kind of fall into place. But it's like I said, still still working on it. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Um, as you two, you know, now have been married. Um, one thing that Kathy and I have talked about is the role of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. in decision making, uh, you know, wisdom, uh, informing, uh, checking what we call checking, uh, giving you peace about things. So, when you, if you can describe how that's worked in your marriage, and even give us some examples of uh, what you have understood about the work of the Holy Spirit in this relationship, as well as as a couple coming to unity in decision making. Yeah, we've, um, uh, one thing that we've done is, um, which actually was a result of some of your coaching was we have a regularly scheduled time that we spend each week and process through what God's saying to us and issues that we may have and just sharing time together to make sure that it's focused time for us. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, one of the things that happened in that process was Melissa actually started doing Experiencing God, which was a book that I did years ago. Yep. And so um, uh, she's, she actually liked Henry Blackaby so much. She got on the YouTube video and started watching Henry. And um, this really cool thing happened. I'm going to let Melissa tell the story because it was just uh, an example of God speaking and showing us mm -hmm. uh, how he brought us to a place of, um, I want to use you guys and I want to show, show you how this works. You want to share the story? Yeah, so I had just come home from work and uh, one of my employees um, was just, she, she has a lot of faith and she was struggling and she's actually living in her car, which she never told anyone. It just happened that I parked next to her one day and realized, like put it all together, like what was going on. And I was just mortified and um, she had had an eviction on her record. And so she mm -hmm. couldn't get, you know, an apartment or whatever. And um, so I came home just worried, like as a woman, as her boss, as a friend, all of those things, like, what do I do? 
And uh, <laughs> I looked at him and... I, I looked at her, I said, um, so uh, where are you in experiencing God right now? And she said, well, when you see the activity of God, that's his invitation to join us. <laughs> and I said, um, so when you see the activity of God, that's his invitation to join him. And Melissa goes, I was afraid of that. <laughs> but it was so cool because she, she immediately saw that God was inviting her to come alongside. And so we were processing through it and talking about it. And, you know, what, God, what would you have us do? And uh, we both felt clearly that the Spirit was saying that we needed to step in to help this uh, this person and uh, she'd been through some tough stuff, you know, abuse and things like that. And she's living in her car. And I'm like, you know, we can't, you know, God's brought us to her side for this reason at this time. Hmm. So um, Melissa called her up and said, um, we believe that God's asking us to come alongside you and help you. And, um, and I mean, just watching Melissa make the phone call and come out and the the person, and I'll let you tell the story. Well, we just got story. her in a hotel immediately until we could try and figure out this lease thing. And, you know, we ended up just, you know, signing a lease for her and give her a little time, you know, a year of the lease to get her, you know, self squared away and whatnot. So just kind of reached out. And, and then what was her comment? What was her mother's comment to you? Oh, they were just so grateful. And, yeah. you know, she really hadn't asked for help from anyone she was just dealing with it and she would come in early she had a key to the store and I you know when I was putting this together I you know looked the next morning and she's back there she's brushing her teeth and I think she was showering at the gym and she's reading her bible they're eating breakfast in the back room and yeah showering just, at the club and whatnot and yeah and she just she made a statement she said well god brought you into my life at such a time as this and I pray for you all the time I mean it was just this cool mm, yeah. God story and how God used Henry's um God seeing his activity and was his invitation to join him mm -hmm. and how that led us to a place of, of experiencing that together right which is a little bit of you know my delay on the whole abiding thing like I've got Henry Blackaby over here I've got Dave so I'm just trying to get my arms around all of it and mm -hmm. kind of put it in a nice package that, you know, works for me and for us and who I am and that sort of thing. So, yeah. But it's yeah. all good. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and it's cool how, uh, you know, God takes real stuff as you're learning it. Mm -hmm. He says, here, let me, let me have you understand it by experiencing it, not just learn yeah. about it. Right. So he got, he, you got to experience that, uh, directly. So that was pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, we were going through, I, I think it's, uh, for, it was First John 3.16, where he says, if any of you have the world's goods and see a brother in need, you know, how can the love of God be in you if you don't help him? And mm -hmm. So, you know, we talked about it and said, yeah, this is God's invitation to do that. And so it's, um, it's fun, you know, because as Melissa said, we came from two different places. And, you know, I've been doing, I did Spiritual Leadership Institute and doing this stuff. And so, you know, as we've walked this together, um, you know, God's kind of brought us together with, with experiences and examples and verses and things like that. And, um, so, you know, it was one thing I had to appreciate was that, you know, I was coming from a completely different place and Melissa was coming from a completely different place. And, um, but God has found a way to bring us together just to walk it out, to share it. Um, and 
for me personally, it's been great having a woman's perspective because <laughs> she's much more, um, she's a gentle, loving spirit. And I'm, you know, I'm the hard driving CEO type and I need the gentle, loving spirit who can look at me and say, honey, no, and, and uh, balance me out. And that's when you really know when God says that, uh, that, they're, that they're no longer two, but one flesh. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, we're completing each other in the process. That's been great. Yep. And as an executive, Dave, um, you know, maybe you could share briefly, uh, as a CEO, you've had a few uh, sticky, what I call sticky wickets, uh, mm-hmm. cultural issues that uh, yep. were st- not obvious for uh, the way that you function in the, and your faith uh, and was a challenge because you're, you're, you have to set policy. So, uh, you know, you don't have to go into all the detail of it, but share about the experience of it, of how you got led to God's answer. Yeah, we've had um, you know, a number of challenges over the years. Obviously, the cultural issue, the um, Supreme Court ruling and striking down DOMA, the Defense of Marriage Act and things like that. And so um, there's a, there is a, um, a conflict inherent in the culture and the law that comes between um, my faith and belief and the culture, faith and belief and my responsibilities. And so um, it's a real uh, challenge at times, but um, I made a decision a long time ago based on acts where uh, Peter and John said, it seems to us that we should obey God and not men. Mm. And that, um, that that became my, my um, anchor. And from there, what I've done is asked for wisdom from God to help navigate the very difficult um, circumstances like that. And so um, we have a responsibility to give unto Caesar what is Caesar and unto God what is God's. And so remarkably on the journey um, God's given us wisdom to do it. He's uh, said, well, here's one way that you can handle that. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't even thought about that. And, and our team came together and uh, we actually, it was, an, it was an elegant solution where we can honor um, God, honor the law and still do what we needed to do for the people. And so, and he's done that all the way through this. He's given us this kind of a supernatural wisdom and, mm-hmm. um, and, and the willingness to, uh, to be patient and wait for him has been key to the whole thing um, because the cultural dynamics are really, really challenging and continue to be. Yeah, and as you, as you look at that, um, describe some of the specifics, not the, not the detail of it, but how did you get your answer? What did you do to receive the answer uh, and how did it, how did it play out? Cause it wasn't, it wasn't just, yeah, we got a problem. Give us the answer. Um, there's, there's more to it than that. Well, I, I started out by journaling it out and saying, father, I got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I got this problem over here. Um, and I know you have the answer and I'm prepared to follow whatever it is that you tell me. And so, um, I started going through the verses and uh, finding the relevant verses, and I would, and some of them he brought to mind as I was going through it. I mentioned Acts uh, was one, and others, and even the Caesar was Caesar. So I started saying, "Well, how do I apply that? How does that work?" And so journaling it out. And as I was doing that, I would process that. In fact, you and I spoke about it. Um, uh, one of our other executives and I spoke about it, and I said, "Well, this this is what I'm sensing." And 
Um, and we finally got to a place where I, I felt like God said, this is your answer. This is what you need to do. So I brought it to our general counsel at the time, brought it to the outside counsel, brought it to our president. And uh, they said, yeah, that'll work. Um, and it was over a period of uh, several weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, God's not ignorant of the timing. I mean, he knows we sometimes think, God, I need an answer today. And mm -hmm. so he knows what the timing is. And we just had to be patient enough for him to, to give us the answer. And, um, and, you know, I think sometimes we don't really, we don't give God enough credit <laughs> that he understands everything, including timing, including the nuances, mm -hmm. including everything. And we just need to put it before him and trust him with the outcome and um, not easy, easier said than done. Um, but nevertheless, he has directed our paths and thus far we have navigated uh, successfully the, um, the the challenges of the culture. Yeah, and those uh, you 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 described it. It said it took two or three weeks. What was that two or three like weeks like for you? What did that What did that look like? So people again can understand how. What are you talking about? It took two or three weeks, and how how did that look? Well, every day um, I would be praying, um, asking for wisdom, going through the verses, journaling it out, following cross references looking at key words, key verses, uh, stories in uh, scripture about how they applied it. Um, I mentioned Peter and John, they were called before the Pharisees and were given a specific instruction, do not do this. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, it seems to us that we should obey God and not man. And so God said, um, you know, that's, a, that's one of the fundamental choices you have to make. Are you gonna obey me or are you gonna obey man? Yeah. And so, that was um, after several days of processing. And so my journal was, well, I'm going to obey you and I'm willing to take the consequence, whatever it is. And so God says, okay, so now let's go to the next step. And so that would lead to something else. And then as I would process that out, um, I, would, I would read an article or I'd have a conversation with somebody and say, well, what do you think about this? Or how could we handle this? And so I got bit by bit by bit yeah. wisdom until yeah. we finally got to the answer. Yeah, yeah. That's and really it. what you're describing there um, is similar to what Melissa's learning and the experience in God. Yeah. That God will speak through all different circumstances and people around you as well as your time in the word and yeah. bring it all together. And so I love right. that she's in that learning and, and you're just describing that process perfectly as well. Yeah, and Melissa, um, I know that you, you know, you've, you've been a businesswoman and have a business. Uh, and God has let, led you to sell it. How, describe that. Uh, how did that come about? Uh, and how did you understand that to be God's will? Well, it took a little while, but um, it, we, you know, we talked about using a broker and then it just evolved that one of my employees actually wanted to buy it and just like all sort of fell into place. And, um, you know, it's not done yet, but God willing uh, will be. So we're just you know, trying to get over every hurdle that's thrown up and. Um, yeah, I think yeah. The, the question um, that we had to ask was, was God's will to sell it. Right, yeah. right. And, you know, one of the things that, that I wanted to be very respectful of was to never um, say, honey, I think you should sell the business. <laughs> Good um, choice, Dave. In fact, you know, she, she once said, she said, uh, why would she, why would he be interested in me? I work every Saturday. I'm, I work six days a week. Um, That's what I said when Kathy asked and, me if I wanted to meet him. And, you know, and I said, look, you know, I understand. That's okay. 
you know, I, I trusted that God would get her to the answer. And if that was the answer, maybe it wasn't because I know that she enjoyed doing what she was doing and, uh, and that's okay. Um, I didn't want to be someone who said, you need to do this. I wanted to just wait. And um, as we started to experience more life together, uh, we did the retreats and I, I said, boy, I'd love to really do the monthly retreats at the ranch and do more things, more of the living waters retreats and whatnot. And she said, well, I've got this, this problem over here. And, mm -hmm. um, and she said, I, I really think it's time. I'm ready to let it go. Mm -hmm. And um, then we talked about a broker and talked about it even right after COVID, wasn't it? I think, yeah. yeah. Um, and then timing just wasn't right. And we said, well, God's got the answer. We're just going to wait. And, uh, and Rich, I think you mentioned it. You said, what about one of her employees? And I said, well, nobody was really interested. And then shortly thereafter, one of the people came forward. Yeah, that just, and it's not like I asked because obviously it's very private, but um, I just randomly heard her kind of mentioning that she would at some point, you know, like to buy a store like <laughs> Yeah. Just random. Well, how about this one? Yeah. yeah. I said, well, buy this one. I'm good with that. Oh, that's, that's cool. Great. That's neat. Um, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's very exciting uh, to have you guys on and uh, just to mm -hmm. have you share, you know, the truth of your walk with God, both of you, and and the joy uh, as as you look uh, forward. I, I guess you guys could end end your time with us with uh, uh, why why are you so excited? for life and being together. Oh, because you just, have to answer first. <laughs> well, well, honestly, it, it just works. It's just fun. And we laugh and, you know, we share the burdens and we have each other's back, which is mm -hmm. so simple, but so many couples don't. Right. And um, yeah, we genuinely care about each other and, you know, what's best and, you know, that's where there's not a jealousy or a competitiveness and he's kind of competitive. Yeah. I think the, um, I mean, the joy of doing life with someone, um, um, I'm really excited. We did the retreat um, back in, uh, when was it? Back in February in the winter. Yeah. With uh, some of the folks uh, that we brought together and Melissa got to be the hostess with the most yep. and just love doing it. Yeah. And uh, so we're excited about being able to do that with uh, having our time freed up some and, um, and just doing the adventures. Um, we're one thing we've discovered, which is, I think, um, probably something that God's raised up is our time with the grandchildren. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, Melissa's granddaughter and I've got um, um, three grandkids with one on the way and we're spending a lot more time with them and um I don't know that that was on our radar to begin with, but we really, we really see this an opportunity to help shape their lives. Mm. And uh, we enjoy the time with them and, um, and, you know, just being able to uh, do something as simple as pray over a meal with them and, uh, or have uh, one of them lead the prayer over the meal and just seeing that. And, mm -hmm. um, and we're talking young, we're talking five and three and, um, but seeing it, there's, there's a lot of life left, um, for us with the grandkids yeah. to help shape their lives and, yep. and even our kids to a degree. So we're excited about life. We're excited about the adventures ahead. Yeah. We're excited for you. And, uh, being, uh, uh, Linda and I have five grandkids and there's nothing, nothing better, uh, than to enjoy, uh, pouring into them. I know you guys do. So 
And Kathy, uh, someday you'll have that. Uh, Not yet, of... but someday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw your son and daughter-in-law at the airport, and um, I asked them. And, uh, oh, did I'm you? I'm not going to tell you what the answer was. <laughs> yeah, I think they said they're waiting for a little while, right? That's it. Well, <laughs> my uh, money's on my middle son before my oldest. We'll, well see. Dave, Dave, Dave being direct, he, he probably said, well, you got to get going. Come on, get going. Let's go. <laughs> It's not that complicated. It's not that complicated. <laughs> uh, well, we sure love having you guys on, and uh, it's been uh, quite uh, exciting to have you share your, your life with God and how the Holy Spirit uh, works with you and leads you. And yes. we just wish you nothing but uh, great times together, and it'll be fun as you give it away uh, together. That, that'll that be fun to, to be part of and see. So uh, we love having you on. Thank you so much uh, for being on. It was to a see pleasure you guys being with all. you, Kathy uh, and Rich. And yeah. Being here with my wife is the best of all. That's it. Excellent. But we're not allowed to kiss on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll look forward to seeing everybody tomorrow. I do want to announce that uh, uh, we on July the 9th, we're going to start our series on overcoming, or excuse me, on uh, the overview of the end times and the remnant. We've Dave, uh, yeah, and I'll share with that. Dave's been part of that with me. Uh, to develop that uh, understanding. So uh, that'll be fun to, to do. And we'll probably have you back very on Dave. Very timely, very Back on Dave during yeah. one of our sessions of that. And you can uh, join in on uh, insight that we've gotten, you know, together and you've mm -hmm. gotten about that. But it'll be fun for everybody to start uh, having it. We have guest day on Thursday and we'll have uh, uh, end time day on Friday. So that'll that'll be fun to to start. So Look good forward stuff to it. in the pipeline. Yep. yep. Okay. Well, good to, good to see you guys. And Kathy, we'll, uh, we'll see you uh, tomorrow. Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.